0: 630, 630, WCPM, and ninety-eight point five. If you're listening on the FM band, Tom Kearney here with the Tom Kearney Show—a little bit of live and in real-time radio. We're here every night, Monday through Friday, from nine until ten, with shows that we hope will entertain and and uh, educate you along the way, and are interesting and help in these days when we are to some extent locked in to help the time pass away. And so, we hope you will join us tonight. This is going to be one of our nostalgia nights. That means that I'm here and you are the audience, and you are also the guest. And I'm going to introduce one or two or three subjects, and I hope you will respond and and uh, we can have a conversation. You know, when we started doing this program long, long ago, we talked about calling it Talk with Tom. So maybe we can think about it in terms of that tonight. This will, this will be a conversation show. In fact, I wanted to call it conversation, but uh, uh, neither one of those things ended up being. What it was called, and it, it ended up being called the Open Line or the Tom Carney Show. And we hope you will join us wherever you are. If you're driving, be careful, pull over, stop. Uh, and don't be uh, endangering your lives and those lives of other people. But in any event, I thought one of the things that, that I wanted to talk about tonight because I've been sitting sitting at home reading a little bit and ruminating a little bit and. Uh, I was thinking about uh, and something that we said with somebody on the air the other night. uh made me think about this, too, and that is a uh, kind of a, a Blue Highway show uh, about North Carolina, and, and that comes from a book by a fellow named William Lee Steve Moon, who uh, uh, won several awards as a travel writer, and he would just uh, get in his car and drive around and for the map he used, he used one that had blue highways on it, but the red highways would be the interstates, and the blue highways would be the, the older two-lane roads and the ones that would, would be state roads. And And uh, I myself like to go uh, a lot of times on blue highways, uh, one, because I, I don't like to drive real, real fast, and also I like to watch a little scenery and be able to, when I want to, pull off to get some gas or to get a hamburger or, or whatever. Uh, one of the things, just to show you, if you're familiar with North Carolina, is uh, when I go to Charlotte, I like to go down US-1 to Cameron. then and, and, uh, No, no, it's not Cameron, it's Carthage, Carthage, and then follow you in North Carolina 24-27. Over by Albemarle on and into into Charlotte. My, my, my brother Stephen, who uh, appears with us occasionally, he used to live in Matthews, and that's the way I would go to his house. And I much more enjoyed that road than being out on the uh, the interstate, hoping that nobody ran over me. And I am nostalgic for those kinds of roads, the roads the roads that had service stations on them. I mean, you 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 would play the devil finding a service station now. So service stations can be part of what we are, in fact, nostalgic about tonight. And that's a place where you buy gas, where they most often pump it into your car. And if you need service to your car, uh, uh tire changed, uh, a new filter, a uh, change of the oil or whatever, you could, in fact, go there. Now, the, the pumps are out right in front of a convenience store. And uh, the whole marketing idea of the oil companies has changed, but uh, fact, Mrs. Carney came home a number of years ago and said you need to take the car to the service station and get the windshield wipers replaced and I was able to tell her then that we didn't have a service station anymore, which we did for a long time. In fact, it was an Exxon station on Hillsborough Street, but I took up with our good friend at King's Auto then, and so we now take our car to a garage and get what needs to be done done to it. And then, by the way, we'll have more to say about Kings Kingsborough a little bit later because they're among our favorites. So if you uh, well, to kind of make this like a travel and tourism thing, if you've been somewhere in North Carolina that you really think was a cool place to go, like the Reed Gold Mine or uh, um, maybe uh, uh, a winery or something like that, or a particular place on the coast, uh, uh, I know... uh, I was thinking today how much I enjoyed a long, long ago trip to Hanging Rock State Park near winston Salem, to winston Salem and Greensboro up north of there in Stokes County. So if you've got a place you like to go, I like to go to Asheville. I like winston Salem. Yeah. And as I said, I like to go to Charlotte, uh but off the road and uh, uh in a different way. So if you have a place uh don't be don't be bashful, uh dial us at nine one nine. Eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero wptf the Tom Carney Show, and you can tell us about uh, a place that you've been, your favorite place, and it'll be, be kind of our tour guide. I was talking to another person recently who really enjoys going to uh, Mount Airy uh, because it's in a beautiful place, but also because it has a, a little bit of the spirit of Mayberry about it. Uh, something else that I... Was ruminating on today. Ruminating was the word that they used in one of the the uh, questions on Jeopardy Tonight. Uh, I was ruminating. I was sitting back in my chair with my feet up and uh, was thinking about oh, about six or seven years years ago. There was a uh, an obituary in in a newspaper in Mississippi. I think it was the Biloxi Sun Times or something. And it was like one that a guy had written for himself, and it was really funny. And it went what they call viral. It was it was, you know, copied all over the country, and people commented on it. And even I found out about it. So there. But if, one of the lines I liked in it, it was the guy who uh, who did it was a southern good old boy type, and he said he'd spent a good bit of his life trying to make the perfect tomato sandwich. Well, I've I've tried to do that too. And he liked to put bacon on it and use bunny bread and Hellman's mayonnaise and those kind of things. Well, if you've got a sandwich or something that you particularly like to make, maybe you like to doll your oatmeal up in the morning in a particular way. I've found that whenever you talk to people about oatmeal, each person has, a, has a, a recipe of things that they toss in with the oatmeal. And I also remember that years ago we had a conversation with a lady who lived down in I think Fute Wave Arena, and she maybe still listening. I know she she checked in not too long ago, but we discussed making a, a perfect banana sandwich, which I like, and whether you could put things like peanut butter in there or just use mayonnaise. i I've sort of went for mayonnaise. For a while, once in a while I would put peanut butter and how did you cut the banana did you cut it long ways or like 50 cent pieces it's possible to talk about something like that if you're really into it for a right good while and kind of enjoy it so we invite you if that if you've got something like that the way you fix your hamburger or your, your BLT or your PB&J and that's something I haven't had in a long time and I've sort of been begging Mrs. Carney to buy some grape jelly and some peanut butter, the kind that's regular plain peanut butter, you know, just just ground up peanuts and it has the oil on the top uh, so I uh, won't be getting uh, something in my system that I really don't need at this point. I am at the point in life where I am eating to live, not living to eat but maybe what I'm nostalgic for is the time when I could live to eat and that means when you didn't have to watch your diet and you could eat anything you want to and get as fat as you want to which I am past that now and i actually enjoying not enjoying not having quite as much of an appetite, but, but if you've got something on your mind or a sandwich or some preparation or some particular thing, your oatmeal, for instance, that you like to fix a regular cereal, whatever nine one nine eight six oh nine seven eight three Tom Kearney, the Tom Kearney show on news radio six eighty w p t f and we invite you to join us, Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. I told you we were going to come back and talk about King's Auto. They're one of our sponsors, and it's easy to talk about them because the Kearneys take both of their cars to, to them, and John, our producer, takes his car. In fact, John was down there earlier this week, and he reminded me that I need to take one of ours and have it serviced. Servicing, in fact, is the subject of tonight's message. When servicing your car, you need to know your cycle of service. Your cycle of service begins the month that you buy your car. That cycle does not necessarily match with the normal seasonal changes. At King's Auto Service, they will schedule your service intervals based on the cycle. For those using synthetic oil and driving limited miles, you may want to go months past the normal service based on those miles and will need to schedule your service independently for two or three times a year rather than more than that. During your service, Kings will check wipers, belts, tires, and transmission fluid levels. For those of you who are currently driving a Toyota Prius or some other hybrid vehicle, the certified hybrid technicians at Kings will now, uh, are now able rather, to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than what the dealer would charge to replace it. And this uh, The replacement usually occurs at about 150,000 miles. Call King's tomorrow to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube and the State Inspection Station are easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net on the web. King's Auto Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Tom Kearney on the Tom Kearney Show for a Wednesday night, and it's July the 1st, by the way. If you went back uh, 100 and let's see, 57 years, I think the Battle of Gettysburg uh, opened up on uh, this date, uh, July 1st, in 1863, in the most momentous battle on American territory and the biggest one, I think. And we're going to talk about it tomorrow night with uh, with our uh, 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 guide uh, from the Civil War battlefields uh, at, at Gettysburg. Uh, Uh, Dean Harry will be on with us, and we're going to talk about the military aspects of the Battle of Gettysburg. That's tomorrow night. uh, And uh, on Friday night, we're going to have uh, Fourth of July trivia. Now, it's only going to be the 3rd of July, but we're not on on the 4th of July. But every year, we try to do something to uh, create a little bit of education having to do with America's Independence Day, and that will be a trivia show on Friday night. But tonight, we're talking all about different things, about... uh, uh, your, maybe your favorite sandwich or some place in North Carolina that you've been that you, you want to, to trumpet. And uh, our producer, uh, John Sauter, tells me that Mark is on the line, and he wants to talk about banana sandwiches. Mark, good evening.
1: Yeah, hey, Tom. Uh, I'm a native North Carolinian. I always enjoy your show, and I always learn so much from it. Well, good, yeah. Uh, I usually say, send money, but I would be,
0: just be joking, so I won't ah. do that tonight. <laughs> So I'm, looking good, uh, to your, uh, I, I'm looking forward I never to your know how Civil to take War a, a nice well. thing, so that's why I asked for money. But uh, where are you
1: from in North Carolina? I was born here in Raleigh, so in the you, old red the tree, Hospital. You, you didn't fall very far from the tree, did you? I live uh, about a quarter of a mile from it. <laughs> from, from what, very the, close. The tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. Exactly. What
0: high school did you go to?
1: I went to inland You so you're,
0: right. you're old enough to have gone to
1: inland
0: All right. Yeah. I've. I, I've known a number of people who went to you know, and I think
1: they had a, a really good theatrics group there, if I remember they, correctly. Yes, they did, uh, under uh, Joe Sam Ruth, and I actually work as an actor now, believe it or not, and uh, oh. in a great part uh, thanks to him. Uh, he's no longer with us, but he was uh, a great influence and a great teacher, and he also had uh, played a, uh, a very uh, extensive role in the uh, Miss North Carolina pageant.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I, something told me that I should bring that up tonight. The high school that I went to—and, of course, I'm much older than you, and it's in Goldsboro—was mm-hmm. one of the was probably the best high school drama group in the South at that wow. time. But it was, like you mentioned, it had a great director. That's the secret, sure. you know. Somebody who really—a yeah. guy named Clifton Britton, and anybody from Goldsboro would know Mr. B. But we won't talk about that tonight. What's peculiar or special about your banana sandwich?
1: Yes, uh, I make it, you know, on whole grain bread, and I only use Duke's mayonnaise. Uh, I cut the bananas, of course, into discs, but it's what else I put on it that's a little different. I like to put blue corn tortilla chips inside the sandwich.
0: Well, I just ate a whole bunch of blue corn tortilla chips this afternoon, but I didn't eat
1: them on a sandwich. I ate them one (laughs) at a time, but I I like them. Yes, and uh, it gives the sandwich a crunch. You know, the blue corn has sort of a, a nutty taste to it, and it just complements the taste of the bananas and the mayonnaise and it gives the sandwich a lot more texture, too. But uh, it's just something I like to do. Well, I understand that
0: because I'm a person who likes texture, too. I like mm-hmm. uh, uh you mentioned the bread. I, I like that bread better than the, your your old uh, the, the guy in Mississippi used bunny bread, which was
1: mm-hmm. pretty
0: much the same thing as Wonder Bread, you know. Yes. Yeah. It
1: doesn't have a texture to it, you know. Yes. Yes, when I lived in uh, Tennessee briefly, I also used J&G mayonnaise out there. J&G seems to be a more popular uh, product, you know, out in the western part of the south. Well, that's interesting because
0: uh, people on the east coast, east, like where we are, would would like uh, Dukes, which I think is made... is that the one that CF Sour makes out of Richmond?
1: That's right, exactly.
0: And then, and then, uh, on the West Coast, Hellman's mayonnaise, which actually isn't called Hellman's out there; it's called something else. It's the same mayonnaise, maybe mm-hmm. the same company, but people right. have their their peculiarities with regard to mayonnaise. They do, yeah. J and G,
1: J and G is pretty close to Duke's, but I still, you know, like Duke. I guess it depends you know, on what you grew up with. Oh yeah, I
0: think that that's it, Uh, and that's part of it being nostalgic. You know, you Mm -hmm. you want to go back to the thing you got when you came home from school. I love tomato sandwiches. Nothing else. Not not BLTs, no lettuce. Yeah. Just uh, but I can remember being at the farmer's market one day, and I'm I'm making too much of this, but I I bought some from some people from Sampson County, and they had picked them that morning or something like Mm -hmm. that. I went home. And the yes. dog wait. I usually took my dog out at lunch so he could do his mm-hmm. business first. But I said, Deacon yes, you don't going
1: to wait today. I got this tomato that I can make it. If my if my father is a uh, has a small organic farm in Sampson County, that's what he does and uh right. he, he grows these uh, heirloom tomatoes, the German Johnsons, and they're really excellent in a sandwich. Okay.
0: Well does he ever show up at the farmer's market? He does, but the one in Sampson
1: County, the one
0: in Clinton. one in Sampson County, well, <laughs> uh, I'm from Wayne County, so I know where Sampson County is. Who knows, right. I might drive down there and look for him someday. Yeah, yeah. But
2: anyway,
0: Mark, I'm going to be, I'm not going to do it, because I, I'm I'm eating my kind of diet now where I try to fast 15, 12 right. hours a day, you know what I mean? I eat right. all my meals during the daytime, I try not to eat anything after 7 o'clock, because it's, not good for my digestion, and they say it's better for your uh, metabolism too. That's what my doctor told me—the exact same thing. So. And and I have lost some weight, and the doctor is happy with that. And I need to, so I'm trying to. And I use I, I don't believe people who say they can't lose weight because if you want to, you can. And yeah. but I sure am going to be hungry when this broadcast is over. <laughs> 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 but anyway, I had a I had a. Made a sandwich for lunch today, but I right. did, did. I had sausage for supper tonight. That's another thing that there are not many things at my age that I still like a lot. I uh-huh. he just heard a couple of them. But anyway, I yeah. need to let you go. But uh, if you make a sandwich tonight, take a bite for me, okay? Yeah, we'll do. Thank you, and I'm looking forward to your uh, Gettysburg uh, show tomorrow evening. Okay. Well, uh, Dean knows a lot about it. He, he's one of the tour guides, and to be a okay. tour guide there, you have to go. You have to know what you're talking about. You have to take a test, you know, jump through hoops and everything. Okay. And so, well, thank you so much, and have a great evening. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I hope uh, you, listeners, the general, as Mark, will listen to our program on Gettysburg tomorrow night. The Battle of Gettysburg took place the first three days of July back in, uh, well, 157 years ago. It would be uh, 1863. It also happens at the Battle of Vicksburg. I can't remember if it was one of those days in which they announced the result of that. And as, as much as there could be, as there could be a turning point in the, the military history of the Civil War, that to where is where the time period in which it, it occurred. But we're going to talk about the military doings at Gettysburg uh, tomorrow night here on News Radio 680 WPTF. So we hope you will tune into that. And then... Uh, then on uh, Friday night, we're going to have uh, a Fourth of July trivia, and uh, I've got two or three questions that I've used every year for the last ten years, and nobody's answered them yet, and they're kind of patriotic questions, so I'm hoping that we will uh, we will be able to get somebody that will be willing to answer them. If you want to join us tonight, uh, the trivia tonight is nostalgic trivia, and we were just talking to Mark. He and I are both nostalgic for uh, a banana sandwich, and uh, I am uh, have never tried the blue, uh, corn chip, uh, but I can believe that it might make it a little crunchy. It might give it a little texture. That might be what we have for lunch tomorrow. I do know that, uh, I think one of the places that makes hot dogs or hamburgers was, uh, offering a hamburger in which they would put, uh, uh, I can't remember whether it was fritos or something, but or Tostitos or something like that, but they would crumble them up and put it on on the particular sandwich. I haven't heard it advertised lately, so maybe it didn't work out. But if you remember who did that, why don't you give us a call at 919-860-9783. And also, if you've got a favorite sandwich that you make and something that you put on it, like the, the, uh, the, the corn chips or... Uh, your bowl of oatmeal that you put all kinds of concoctions in. That's all right, too. And we also ask if you had been to some particular place in North Carolina, preferably on a blue highway, that you could tell us about that you really liked. That would be good. We'll be back after the news. News Radio 680 Tom Kearney on a, uh, let's see, it is Wednesday night, and uh, it's about 9.33, and we are in the midst of the Tom Kearney program, which has, has its topic tonight. Uh, a nostalgia, a nostalgia for, well, I brought up a couple of things. First of all, I brought up the question of kind of a nostalgia for taking a trip on a blue highway. Uh, the other night we were talking about service stations and I, we also could talk about service stations and what one used to get, uh, in terms of service. So somebody come out and wipe your windshield, check the air in your tires, check your oil, put the gas in your car. Ah, uh, the thing's gone now, but we've got, uh, well, we, we the station that used to be a service station is now a convenience store with some gas pumps out front, which is okay. It's just things have changed, and some of us, like myself, are maybe a little nostalgic for that. I can remember we used to go with my dad to, uh, to the service station in Goldsboro, and it was an Esso station. And I, I guess I yearned to be driving down the road somewhere on a on a blue highway, on US-1 or US-64 or some other blue highway. I think there's one. There's a sign right outside one of the mass general stores somewhere in the Mount Valley Cruces or somewhere of an Esso station, which is what Esso was known as. Some people aren't listening to me are young enough that they'll say, what is he talking about? Well, Esso, one day it's now known as Exxon or Exxon Mobil, was known as Esso, Standard Oil, uh, before Uh, 1974, and it all goes back to a long trip through American uh, history of uh, petroleum entities and monopolies and breakups and those sorts of things, which we can talk about one night if somebody wants to. There's a great book by a man named Daniel Yergin called The Prize, and if you want to read about all of that and understand all that, that's where you could go there. But I want to drive down the road and uh, be able to pull directly off into a— Well, uh, a McDonald's, a fast food place, or some other shopping center, and i have to come to an interchange or controlled access, which is what you get on the interstate. Also, I don't drive as fast as most people on the interstates do. Actually, I do drive as fast because I have to, but uh, if I get my choice, I would rather go on a blue highway. So if a blue highway is taking you to some place like Aberdeen, North Carolina, or Roseboro, or, uh, well, wherever— uh, I could go to uh, to uh, Clinton and in, in Sampson County. We would talk about the, the tomatoes of Sampson County. Uh, that's US 421 would take you there and instead of uh, going and finding your way on Interstate 40 or something like that. But if you if you've got a tail that's connected to a blue highway, that's not an interstate, but one of the other roads. We'd like to hear it. And also, I've been. Thinking about sandwiches, I mentioned the the obituary I read of the gentleman in Biloxi, Mississippi, who spent he said the last part of his life trying to make the perfect bacon and he said bacon and tomato tomato sandwich. He used white bread, Hellmann's mayonnaise, pepper, and we've had one taker Mark, came up with a with a, a a good idea to something to give a little texture, a little crunch, and that is to add some. Uh, um, Blue corn chips to his uh, tomato. I mean, to his banana sandwich. We talked to Carol from uh, Wayne County many years ago. For she and I had a wonderful time. Well, we called her Banana Carol for a long time. We 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 uh, talked about it for about an hour about how to make a banana sandwich properly. And I still use mayonnaise, although I think uh, somebody I know, it may be Mrs. Carney, likes to put peanut butter uh, on and. Uh, then put the bananas on. But do you have a special way you want to do it? 919-860-9783. And don't be be bashful. You may introduce a whole new thing to the world, a new fashion. Uh, And uh, if you don't, I may have to just sign off and go make me a banana sandwich here tonight. Actually, I can't do that. It's not permitted in the radio business, but it's it's a thought when you start getting hungry. If you have a, Anything along either one of those lines, if you want to give us a kind of a tour guide of some particular place, I mentioned Hanging Rock State Park. I don't think I've been back there in a long time, but I can remember going there long, long ago, and it was over 50 years ago. But uh, it was a an interesting place to go, and it's near Pilot Mountain too. You can you could go there if you wanted to. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. John, has anybody decided to come out of the woodwork and join us tonight?
1: No calls at this point, Tom?
0: No calls at this point. Well, you've got to, you've got to play now. You have to come out and play. And uh, uh, you, I mean, when talking about food, I mentioned uh, almost any time I tell people how much I like oatmeal, I run into somebody who does like oatmeal. People who like it like it, and apparently people who don't like it uh, don't like it. Uh, but it's what they used to call porridge. Actually, anything that you, where you've taken a material, you could, you could make porridge out of, uh, out of peas, uh, by, by cooking them until they became kind of soupy, and that's that's your porridge. Grits would be a porridge too. In fact, I was watching uh, on one is the lady, Vivian Howard's show, the, the lady who does southern cooking used to do North Carolina cooking, and she had a, a uh, program on shrimp and grits, and did it make me hungry? She went down to Charleston and talked to. A bunch of cooks. I think that's probably where somebody may know different. And if you know different, it would be good if you wanted to give us a call and let us know that somebody might know where the first place they ever ate shrimp and grits were. Because it hasn't always been on the menus that I have confronted. Uh, but uh, uh, it was certainly there on the menu in, uh, in Charleston. And it is there's a couple of places locally where every time I go, I probably should vary my menu, but I'm still eating those shrimp and grits. And, and, and I don't buy anything where uh, a person from the North wants to come and talk bad about grits because anybody that eats cream of wheat has no right to say anything about grits. That's a little tongue-in-cheek tease there. 919 is our area code 8609783. What is it that you eat that's special? I would like to know if you remember who it was that made the, the hamburger or the hot dog or something and you uh, not only got the regular hot dog with uh, whatever chili and uh, mustard, uh, maybe slaw, but also you might get some, I think the, the, a package of chips would be crumbled up and put on it. In fact, I think it was on the History Network, I saw this show about American Eats, and it was about favorite sandwiches from around the country, like the po' boy that you get in the South, and, and the uh uh uh, sandwich, a sandwich under, under like a subway. It's essentially the same sandwich. Or if you're in Philadelphia, you get the uh, cheesesteak. Uh, and in Pittsburgh, they had a, I think it was a hamburger, which they cooked and put in a, an oversized, maybe a Kaiser roll or something like that, and then dumped some french fries in there. That, that, that was the whole thing. By the way, that fulfills the, the object of the original uh, evil Earl of Sandwich uh, uh The man who is supposed to invented the, the sandwich. Uh, it was the Earl of Sandwich. That was already his name. And he liked to play cards, but he had to hold his cards with one hand and he wanted to eat, so he had to, one of the servants put the piece of meat between some slices of bread. When I was a young kid and listened to radio stations like WBZ in Boston, there was a, a guy uh one of the all-night jocks there and, had all these, good, these uh gimmicks that he had uh, uh, and one of them was uh, he had decided to start a campaign some Bostonians may be listening and may remember this to start a campaign to, to write it because he claimed that somebody else uh, I can't remember some other earl or aristocrat in England had actually invented the, the sandwich but the evil earl of sandwich that's why he's called the evil earl has stolen the recipe but we want to talk about food if you, there is a well, if there's a place that, for instance, that you, and we had a wonderful show on this one night, like if you have a particular place that you like to get a hot dog, it could be the Roast Grill or, or Snoopy's or place like that. There are lots of places that it could be, but uh, you could bring those up too. But nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three, if you uh, have a food, a piece, some food that you like, if there's some way you make a PB&J, and I, every time I hear that on TV, some kid wants a PB&J, I have to think, peanut butter and jelly. Do you vary the jelly? Mine have always been grape jelly. And uh, I guess the pe- peanut butter, until I learned better, uh, uh, was, uh, well, I won't say a brand, but uh, it was a commercial brand, but I learned that something like the, the Smucker's peanut butter or some other, other uh a kind where they're just ground up peanuts and they all gathers on the top, and you have to mix them all up. But they thats a healthier version of peanut butter for you. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Don't be bashful. Sure. Join us if you've got some particular food item that uh, you would like to represent to us. We've got a, a bit of the program left, and we would like for you to join us at News Radio six eighty WPTF. Six eighty WPTF. It's a wind tonight. I have to keep saying that to remind me because. Uh,
1: Something happened to my calendar
0: and I keep getting lost these days and figuring out what day of the week it is. Uh, Tom Kearney show for this Wednesday night It's a nostalgia night. And uh, I was thinking about uh, going back to some of the uh, trips and going places on blue highways and going to to uh, uh, out-of-the-way roads and different ways of going and so on. And also, we introduced a second subject tonight. I, I was thinking about uh, eating a banana sandwich, and uh, it made me think, well, we've had some conversations about that over the years, so that might be an interesting subject, or a PB&J, or a or a, a, a tomato sandwich. It's which one I'd rather have. I'm actually not going to have any one of them, but I'm going to talk to Doug about it, and he may be eating one right now. Doug,
2: good evening. Hey, good evening, Tom. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. Good. It's so nice to hear your voice back on the air. I was listening for several months wondering where you were at, and then heard you. Uh, when you first came back home, you had had a leg problem, and we're so glad to have you back on the air.
0: Well, thank you. You're nice to say that. I hope the boss is listening. But, uh, no, I uh, I did something <laughs> stupid. You know, people yeah. kept telling me, don't worry about it, Tom. It was an accident. No, I've, I've been in many accidents, and... Uh, uh, this isn't the first thing I've ever broken. It's the first thing I've ever broken as an adult, but uh right. I did something stupid and the reason I'm telling you this is try not to do anything stupid because the, the one thing I'm you don't want to do be in you don't want to be in the hospital or uh they yeah. they they fixed me up at the recouping unit, uh a physical therapist, but uh it right. uh was too much time away. I mean you, you you I like to be at home where I've got my stuff, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, but uh,
2: especially during this time of year with all the coronavirus and stuff too. I mean, right, I mean, yeah, I
0: was sort of double locked in, and I'm, I still haven't been out of my house. But I did get out of the hospital. But uh, well,
2: my my sister says it best. She says, "Stay out of the hospital because that's where the sick people are."
0: Well, well, I, I agree with her totally. In fact, I was trying to figure out how to say that you want to stay out of the hospital because you want to stay out of the hospital. <laughs>
2: Just take, That's take, true. take my, take my yes. word for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, for yeah, I've been listening are. to, to the, some of the sandwich making and stuff like that. I really don't have any, you know, I'm from I'm from here originally. I've been living all over the United States, got back here in 99. Just to tell you a story real quick, uh, I and my dad, of course my dad is now deceased, but I can remember when he was listening to PTF back in the 50s and 60s, we had a radio on the counter, and I can remember you know, watching him cook breakfast, whatever, and PTF was going. So when I left in 85 and moved out different areas of the country back and forth and finally got back in 99 and finally got back to listening to PTF in the morning and I listened to the midday programs and the afternoon programs to get a lot of news uh, from you guys and uh, a lot of weather, a lot of traffic. So I try to keep up with all that because I'm still out on the road some.
0: Well, it, we put out a good signal, and in the daytime it covers really the eastern half of North Carolina. And yeah. when I worked in the afternoon, we used to get calls from Emporia, Virginia. You know where that is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. South Carolina. I, so, I get
2: it in Charlotte. I can get it all the way to Charlotte and stuff to pick it up. Right.
0: Well, we're we're okay. the second oldest in the state, and when you're in Charlotte, you can listen to WBT, and then the oldest in North
2: yep. Carolina. Well, they old? so they're older than PTF. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah,
0: they they came on in nineteen twenty-two in April, and we came on in September of twenty-four.
2: We're we're okay. uh, going to be ninety-six this this, wow. this September. I, so, that's a lot, this lot of longevity up. for programming in this day and time, I can tell you.
0: Well, uh, we've been trying to pump out the news and the weather, and and I think one of the best things that that uh, we do now is is the traffic information because you
1: really yep. need it. Yeah, uh, and
2: I listen to his... the, I listen, I'm usually up 5.36 in the morning, so SPTF on the air at 6 o'clock, listening to the group uh, doing all the weather uh, weather and traffic on the 8th and everything else I'll well, do to keep me when updated. When you said you so went away and you came back, news. I
0: thought you were going to say, I came back in time and my dad was there and the radio was up on the counter and it was still playing WPTF. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I,
2: I, I, have, I have visuals of all that still, believe me.
0: <laughs> well, you don't know your your how many people that, that are about your age. and I don't know how old you are. But I, I know one guy, said it, okay, well, one guy said Okay, one guy that I can't even remember who it was now, but he said he his dad used to go down to the farmers market and pick up some stuff or something, and he was mm-hmm. real young, so he would be sleeping in the back of the car or lying there on the seat listening to WPTF while his dad was out gathering up yes. his you know, stuff and everything.
2: That was the old farmers market downtown.
0: Yeah, that's and right. That was so, and,
2: and yeah. one one time. It was on uh, Capitol Boulevard, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I think it was downtown. There used to be a farmer's market. My grandmother lived downtown, right across from the Capitol. And I thought that was a big deal when I was a little boy. We used to go down to the Capitol and feed the pigeons with my grandfather's stuff. If we got real lucky, we might even get to walk down to the movie theater. It might have been the State Theater, whatever it was called at that time, and go to the movies. So that dates me pretty far back. Well, was the peanut man down there, you know who I'm talking about, the guy? who Yeah, like he used to sell peanuts, old bags of peanuts. Right. And we used to sit out there and shell them with my grandfather, sit on the benches and feed the pigeons and stuff. They lived in, my grandmother and grandfather lived in a place called Vance Apartments, which was right across from the state capitol there. Of course, it's long torn down now and yeah. other buildings and parkings and everything else going on. But um, we used to also walk down to the old Raleigh. Ballpark and watched the uh, Pirates' party at the old uh, at the, the old baseball game. park.
0: The last ball game yeah, I thing. went to see in Raleigh, Mrs. Kearney and I were dating, and we went to see the the Raleigh Pirates
2: play. Some of yep. the last team that Raleigh had, you know.
0: Yeah,
2: yep, yep. They were they were affiliate of the Pirate organization, and I think I remember seeing probably maybe it had been Stargell and some of those guys might have gone through that play. I think played.
0: Stargell or Richie Hebner or some people like that. Yep. Or were I can't
2: remember whether Clemente went through there or not. I just don't remember all that. I of course, that, that was days early, before you took uh, a lot of pictures and stuff that like early, that. Early, I think they were not a Pirates franchise. In fact, oh, they okay. played in Boston oh, okay. when they were a Boston. Huh, before oh, okay. Boston. Okay. Well, you know that better than I do. I just remember going well, down there with I'm my granddad. <laughs> We've got to go Washington. now,
0: but I'm so glad you showed up, Doug. And uh, it's nice to be yep.
2: there. Okay, That's so here. here's a quick thing. You can take a banana sandwich, put slap bunch of Duke's mayonnaise on it, put uh, chips, just regular Lay's chips in there. gives you a crunch and a little salty taste with a banana, too. So I do that with my banana sandwiches.
0: That's, that sounds good. You made me hungry again. You, you <laughs> take
2: care. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to your uh, program tomorrow night about Gettysburg. That should be very interesting.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it.
2: Yep. You take care, and nice hearing again. Okay. Sorry. Good,
1: bye-bye.
0: Doug, good to have Doug with us. Remember, tomorrow night we're going to talk about Gettysburg. The 157th anniversary.